The following is a sponsored program paid for by First Alliance Credit Union. Welcome to Good Money Moves featuring Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning. I'm Andy Brownell and it's time for Good Money Moves on News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. With us this morning... Jenna Tobble and Michelle Dodd from First Alliance Credit Union. Good morning. Hi, Andy. We are again connected remotely. So we um, are. <laughs> if anybody hears strange sounds in the background, it's the sounds of life happening. So uh, last week we talked about what has happened to just way too many of our friends. Um, they've been furloughed or laid off due to the coronavirus pandemic. Um, what are we going to cover this week? Sure. So we are going to talk about uh, managing your finances when life feels really uncertain. So you may not have lost your job. You may still be fully employed or you have lost your job. But these we're just going to really dig into kind of the fact that uh, everybody is feeling stressed about this yes. situation. Right. So and money touches all aspects of our life. Well, even if you so, have. Yeah, yeah. If, even if you have not lost your job and your employment seems fairly secure, the um, what's happened in the stock markets, what's mm-hmm. happening, you know, you, you, any every time you listen to the news, you're obviously you're going to have a, some stress from what you're hearing. Absolutely, and so this this week we're we're really just going to kind of dig into and share some tips on making sure that you still feel confident managing your finances even when. You might not feel so confident about where things are headed with your job or with your health or with the country as a whole, you know, so just kind of giving people some good frame of reference to kind of think about their finances and even though we're all kind of feeling a little out of touch with normal life right now. I imagine this topic is something that even if we weren't going through a national emergency would be a good topic to talk about anyway, just the mm-hmm. practices I, I'm gathering that we're going to cover are probably just like the hand-washing business. It's something we should be doing all the time. Exactly, exactly. They're just really good reminders, and and um, but they're even better reminders given our current circumstances. Okay, so what is the first tip that we can uh, cover as far as dealing with uncertainty in your finances? Sure. I think first and foremost, as hard as it might be, don't panic. You know, it's really easy to feel the need to act quickly. Uh, in a lot of cases, you're better off just slowing down and thinking through your options. Um, I think a lot of times right now, people are really anxious about that stock market you talked about. Yes. Don't pull your money out of investments right now. Don't panic. Um, here at First Lines, we're not we're not investment advisors, but we know it can and we know it can be extremely scary and stressful to watch stocks or retirement funds drop dramatically like they have in the last few weeks. But panicking is about the worst you can do. Right, and I I'm old enough now that I've been through several of these types of cycles. Perhaps not one quite as startling as this. And I remember when I was very young in the crash of 1987 and. You did have that sense of panic because you had never seen how the recovery happens, and and you know it may take a while, but inevitably it will happen. And then uh, we've gone through it several other times. And and if you if you can just 
take a deep breath (laughs) and maybe talk to somebody who's seen this before, um, yeah, you'll have a different frame of uh, mind about it. In fact, you might see opportunities here as well. For sure. You know, the stock market goes up and down. If you look at it over the life of it, you'll see ups and downs and some severe downs. But usually following that is a severe increase. You know, things do go up. Um, You know, the best thing you can do is really talk to Mm -hmm. a fiduciary. Um, They're qualified investment advisors. They can help you navigate the ever-changing landscape of investment. Yep. Um, Here at First Lines, we actually do have two um, from Roundtable Investments. They're located right in our 37th Street location. Um, We have Bob and Randy, and they help out with all kinds of investment decisions. They'll just meet with people just to talk. Um, There's not a charge to meet with them and just talk about your finances and see where you're at. Um, They're wonderful. I work in the same branch as them, so they're wonderful people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and as you mentioned, the worst move you can make is to sell when it's way, way down. If somehow you had the magical touch to sell when it was way, way high before it came down, then obviously you're blessed. (laughs) But most people are not in that situation. And I've known personally people who've sold on the down part of it, and you don't recover then because you already locked in those losses. And as you mentioned, talking to a fiduciary, at least they can give you perspective on this and and allow you. A long time ago, my... My financial advisor a long time ago told me that if you take it out now, you lose. If you leave it alone, you've got the chance for it to go back up, yep. and then you never see the loss. Yep. And that's been the case in all of the downturns that I've been through. In fact, uh, the last one after the financial crisis in 2007, 2008, it came back faster than anybody could have anticipated. Mm-hmm. And, if, and from what I gather, and I'm not an expert, and as you pointed out, don't take financial advice from any of us, <laughs> that... What they're saying is that if this is hopefully as temporary as they everybody's hoping it is, things could rebound relatively quickly. But again, hopefully. we're amateurs, so don't ask us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what other kind of tips can we uh, think about now in these times of uncertainty? So one big one that you're seeing all over the place is um, people are overbuying. So yes. avoid overbuying your supplies. Um, you know, buy what you need, but be reasonable about it. I think right now there's a lot of unreasonable buying going on out there. Um, that's a big expense. If you're buying in bulk and you're buying quantities you're not used to, that's going to hit your budget right there, you know, as you're not used to getting that. Um, you know, at this point, we've heard those stories. Um, places are sold out of toilet paper. Um, you probably don't need 80 rolls of toilet paper no. to through the next couple of weeks. And these, not. these big box stores, more and more of them are putting in no return policies. Mm-hmm. for those kind of items so the people who did do what we're talking about hoarding them are going to be stuck with them and uh i, I you always hear the story i don't know if you the the kid who bought up all the hand sanitizers and then ebay outlawed the sale of them yeah so he was stuck with that. them so i i can't imagine that what that would do to a, a young person in their financial situation he ended up donating them thankfully but yeah hoarding is not a good idea Nope. It is. You know, you have to you have to be reasonable. You know, right now, we're, if we're to stay in our homes, we do need to have supplies at home. Um, so you have to have a little bit of a stockpile um, as we're isolating and keeping ourselves away from each other. But you still don't need to overdo. The, the stores are staying open that have those basic supplies we need. So you can go back in. And kind of what I've heard is if you just calm, the grocery store owners are saying, if you just calm down and everyone just buys their normal supplies, we'll be fine. Yeah. It's just the yeah. excess that's hurting us right now. 
And as you point out, stocking up the way you could easily stock up, because we were given that message a month ahead of this, was each time you go to the grocery store, buy a couple or several extra items, not two or three carts full of extra items. Right. Exactly. Fill up your pantry a little bit at a time. Yeah. When I think, you know, is this something I normally purchase? If it's not something I would normally buy, I don't need to, you know, be buying that at this time. Um, you know, Clorox wipes, I don't usually buy them for home. I buy them in the summertime for a camper, but I don't need them now. We're not at the camper, so there's no reason to buy them at this time. It's not something I use on a regular basis at home. Yeah, it's really just about keeping yourself in check. I mean, it's really it, a lot of this overbuying comes from that panic people feel about the unknown. And that's the same thing we just said about your investments. Don't panic. Don't panic. Buy supplies. It could really hurt your budget in the long run. And then it makes it harder for the economy as a whole and the people around you to get what they need as well. Yeah. So it's it's just remember. I also think if people are buying in bulk, they might be using a credit card to buy it. So if you're using a credit card to support that increased spending to buy supplies, you're really going to hurt yourself in the end because then at, at some point you're going to need to pay those credit cards back. So if you stockpile now and then you can't pay the balances, your financial situation is it's impacting you negatively. I imagine, yeah, just the idea of paying that kind of interest on toilet paper. <laughs> Nobody wants to pay interest on toilet paper. No, sure. <laughs> that would be enough to deter me right there. <laughs> and like we said, you know, last week we talked about budgeting. If you're if you know what you're going to spend on your budget, then you know you can't buy eight year olds of toilet paper because your budget doesn't account for that. But maybe you can get sixteen instead. I think in all circumstances, your budget will not allow you to hoard household items. That's for sure. Yeah, mine doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> all, okay, well, well we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back uh, with more of Good Money Moves in just a moment on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We're talking Good Money Moves with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning and welcome back to Good Money Moves. I'm Andy Brownell on News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Jenna Tobble's with us and Michelle Dodd again this week talking about uh, ways we can deal with our financial uncertainties. And Michelle, you mentioned credit cards. How about taking on debt during these uncertain times that we're dealing with? Yeah, that's a, that's a really great question. You know, anytime interest rates are low, like they are now, it's a really good time to consider refinancing higher rate debt that you might have. You know, if you refinance, um, if you just think about it, you're, if you refinance just about any debt, including your mortgage, your auto loans, you can refinance anything. But really looking at each one specifically and individually based on what the rates might be, um, Benefits of refinances, you can lower that rate, um, potentially have a lower payment or pay it off faster in the end. So right now, in times of uncertainty, lowering a payment would be amazing, I think, for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the interest rates are what? I mean, the the Fed rate is next to nothing. So I imagine that translates into some pretty low rates at the consumer level as well. But they... I, it, it definitely does. And a lot of places are offering some specials right now to help people mm-hmm. with that as well. Some rate decreases. So obviously, I mean, people talk about refinancing mortgages quite often, but um, how do you refinance an auto loan? How does that work? 
Um, just calling one of our lending advisors. They can take a look at you know what you owe on your current loan, um, what your options are for if, if we can get you a cheaper payment than you can, if we can get you a better rate than, than you're currently paying. Um, it's just a matter of us, and we just pay off the other financial institution where your loan is. So it's a pretty easy process. So it's very similar to a mortgage refinance. It is. There's just a little less work in an auto than there is a mortgage. Yeah. It's actually significantly simpler than a mortgage refinance. A lot less paperwork for you to sign. You can do it in a day. Is that right? Yeah, it's probably a great option for folks. Yeah. Depending on where you're at on this thing. I I know a lot of people have refinanced mortgages recently, but they even dropped um, within the last couple of weeks. They were lower than they've been in a really long time. So just kind of keeping an eye on what that could do for someone as well. They're crazy low is what they are right now. Yeah. <laughs> I used to tell the story about when my dad bought his house in the late 1960s, and he was so proud that he got an interest rate of 6.7%. And he used to tell me and uh, my siblings, you're never going to see interest rates this low ever again. <laughs> and now we're <laughs> half, half of that. Exactly. You know, I think the other thing with that is, you know, it's great to refinance your loans and, and save yourself some money. But in general, this is probably not the time to be taking on new debt. So, you know, if you're not, if you're buying a car or you're adding credit cards, probably not the best time when things are uncertain for you. Um, you know, unless you're confident that's, that financial situation is going to turn around, which I don't know if any of us know when things are going to turn around right now. It's probably best to just play it safe and consider not adding on new debt. Absolutely. Good advice. How about the other side of that, saving money? Should uh, should that be a big priority for me right now, considering the uncertainties? Well, I'm always going to say savings is good, because we talked about that in our podcast before when I visited you guys. But um, yeah, if your income hasn't changed, because a lot of people, income hasn't changed right now. So it's very important to continue to save as much money as you can. Um, an emergency fund is a great thing to have. You know, if people would have listened to our podcast before and started saving, they might have that emergency fund that could be helping them right now. Um, but at times like this, that's that's why that emergency fund is so important. When you have a couple weeks off of work or a month off of work, that gives you peace of mind to still have that, um, knowing you're not, you know, if you can't get paid from work, you've got something to support you there. So that's is, very important. Michelle, is there a standard definition for a suitable emergency fund? Is there a way to gauge how much I should have in that emergency fund? I have always heard, my dad was an accountant and he always taught me three months of your salary would be a good amount to have. Um, that ends up being really tough in this day and age. So to me, if you can at least have that one month, that gives you time to apply for that unemployment insurance and get that. Because remember I said that was about a three week delay. There's a little time it takes to get that unemployment to kick in. Um, so that one month would give you that. It gives you time to call your creditors and explain the situation, what happened, and figure something out. So you're, at least that one month would give you that little bit of a cushion. And if we followed your dad's advice, we'd be sleeping through the nights with no problem. Yeah, my dad would probably tell you I didn't follow a lot of his advice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, we all know uh, from statistics that Jenna has previously mentioned during other programs that there are not a lot of folks out there who actually have adequate emergency funds. That's very true. So if you don't have one, I imagine right now is a good time. This probably is a great circumstance that illustrates why it's a great time to get going on that if you don't have it and you're in a position to actually save money instead of like we talked about last week, scrambling to reduce your expenses because your income's gone way down due to what's mm -hmm. happened in our society. 
Absolutely. And I would just, you know, in some of the episodes we've done in the past few weeks where we talked about tax refunds, just as a reminder, if you are getting one back, that is a great way to start your emergency fund is by using your tax refund money and just save it. Save it. Should I? People have plans for their tax refund. I'm going to buy this or I'm going to get that furniture. (laughs) I'm going to buy this. And I think in January, that was probably a great thought. But right now, maybe just hold on. Put that purchase off a little while. Mm-hmm. And hopefully it's a little while, so when things go back to more normalcy, then that furniture will be there and we can boost our economy by getting our consumer spending back to where it was. Absolutely. With, as long as it's within your means, that's always the caveat we have to add to this discussion. Um, so if I have any money, in what I, what I call the emergency fund, should I have that in a totally separate savings account from a regular savings or checking account, is that is that good advice for folks? I think that depends on each person individually. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're, if you're a disciplined saver um, and you know a few things you've got going on, I think it's okay to have one account. But if, if saving is harder for you and you're building that up um, and you're saving for multiple things, you can have multiple savings accounts. You know, some people will have a vacation savings account and a emergency fund savings account mm-hmm. and a I might want new furniture someday savings account. So if that helps keep people organized, um, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Okay. And and another thing just to think about too is if you have someone you trust really, really well and you have that money saved and you want to make sure you don't spend it, have them hold it for you in one of their accounts. I actually do that for several family members where I'll hold their money for them so they can't spend it <laughs> because otherwise they will if they can just access it. So, that I mean, if you have someone you trust, you know, that's also an option just to help keep you from accidentally spending that emergency fund on, you know, a movie ticket or going out to eat because you haven't gotten paid yet. And just kind of people can really slowly whittle away at that emergency fund if they have access to it sometimes. So it's just knowing yourself and knowing, you know, the best way for you to manage your finances. So you're the tough one, huh? I am. (laughs) I ask them 20 questions before I'll give them their money. (laughs) And the answer is always no. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Okay, so... Michelle, you mentioned don't pull your money out of your investments in panic. How about pulling money out of a financial institution? Would that be a good money move? I'm going to go with no again. (laughs) Um, Again, I think that's a don't panic. Slow down and think about the situation. Um, It's really best to keep your money at your financial institution for several reasons. You know, keep it under your mattress, so to speak, or in a you know coffee can in the backyard isn't safe and doesn't really help you financially. You know, I know interest rates are not very high for savings right now. However, you get absolutely nothing if it's in your mattress. Um, you know, financial institutions, we are essential. We are not closing. The lobbies might be closed, but we're helping people through the drive-through, through online banking, through telephones. We're picking up the phone and talking to people on a regular basis. So we're not going anywhere. There's no need to get all of your money out. Um, we have had quite a few people actually um, coming in to get large sums of cash and each time we have a conversation to make sure that that's not the intention because we the worst thing we want to see is we don't want to send anyone away from here with a large amount of cash and put them at risk. Right. Mm-hmm. And they've, the, you know, the Federal Reserve and others have made it very clear that the financial infrastructure of the United States right now is very, very solid. This isn't like we're looking at the 1920s or anything like that. No, not at all. And, you know, Money at the credit union here is fully insured, up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars per account. So, um, in looking at you know looking at that, money is safe. It's very safe. It's very sound. It's not going anywhere. 
you know, it comes to the washing hand things. What's the dirtiest thing out there? Money. So if people are using their debit card or going to an ATM machine and not, you know, handling as much cash, um, that's a good option as well. Didn't even think of that part of it. Mm-hmm. Well, we're, we're talking good money moves here this morning, and we're going to continue uh, with Michelle and Jenna in just a moment on Newstock 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We're talking good money moves with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back to Good Money Moves. Andy Brownell, along with Jenna Tobble and Michelle Dodd. They're from the First Alliance Credit Union. And we've been talking about financial uncertainties and um, things to keep in mind during these difficult times as we make good money moves any other tips or advice that we should be considering right now i think one really good tip or advice i would say would be um, cutting your expenses where you can you know even if your financial situation hasn't changed yet um, may change is changed um, it's always good money move to be watch your spending you know check your habits see what you're spending frivolously on um, to make sure that you're you're staying in line with your budget Always good advice. Mm -hmm. Just doing the budget itself tends to have that happen. Because once you have an idea of where the money's going out, oftentimes, at least in my experience, you go, I can't believe I'm spending that much money on that. And the next thing I do, I I don't do that anymore. I find a way to to lower that and, and cut that expense. Right. I know I've already noticed just with the social distancing and um, not going out as often. We Our spending habits are already changing. You know, I, I maybe have put a little bit more budget toward my groceries right now because I'm stocking up a little bit. Not not hoarding, just stocking up a little bit more than normal. So the budget for going out to eat or out for a drink is going toward other things. So kind of readjusting and looking where that is and hoping I can maybe even save to try building up that emergency budget because we don't know how long this is going to last. Yeah. And if you have the ability and the income, because you're lucky enough that uh, you work in a position that's not affected by this, this is a great time to to sock away for future possible difficulties as well. Boy, oh boy, our lives have sure changed over the last few weeks. Isn't that the truth? I think, yeah. You know, people that are experiencing that reduction right now, because there's people that are in the middle of that right now and probably more to come, you know, need to really look at finding other ways to cut costs more significantly. Um, considering things like that debt consolidation we talked about, refinancing things to make lower payments and have less monthly obligations, reaching out to your lenders, um, to those you owe money to, and seeing if there's things that they're offering, any kind of relief out there. It's so the, very important right now. Mm-hmm. And we've talked many, many times about the importance of staying in touch with your financial institution and having the communication ongoing, and that's doubly important for those who are facing these challenges is that correct i mean this is if you haven't opened the lines of communication yet i imagine that you guys advise get on the horn and talk to somebody right now before things get out of control right yeah absolutely it's hard it's hard for someone to say i lost my job or i'm not sure of my future or what's going on you know we hear we hear stories like that all the time and it's not an easy thing for people to do but we can really help them when we know the full situation you know, we have a kind of a model around here. We don't judge anybody. There's, there's no ju- judgment-free zone here. You know, we just want to be able to help. That's what a credit union does. 
So that's what we're here for. Well, very good. Uh, great advice and stress that uh, make make that phone call and perhaps listen to one of these podcasts and your previous podcast specifically if talking about saving money because <laughs> it's mm-hmm. so important. So when you get you know if something like this does happen, you do have some resources available to you that are very very easy to tap into. Jenna, where can we go to find out more about what to do in times of financial uncertainty? Oh, I thought you'd never have. <laughs> <laughs> so you can visit our website at firstalliancecu.com. Um, as always, we've got tons of tools and resources and learning um, opportunities out there for you um, regarding everything we've talked about today. Um, we've got budgeting calculators, debt consolidation calculators, other free tools and resources out there um, that you can access whether or not you're a member at First Alliance or not. Um, And as Michelle said, just give us a call. Send us an email. If you have any questions about anything involving your finances, whether or not you've lost a job, whether or not you've had your income reduced, if you're just feeling uncertain and just want a little bit better direction on what to do going forward, we're here to help. So even though the bank lobby or the credit union lobby or whatever financial institution you are with lobby is closed, you guys are staffed, you're operating, you're an essential essential business, you can be reached by phone. Correct. Or and you're in the case of your branch offices, the drive ups are open, correct? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. You're here. <laughs> we appreciate it. Good luck, everybody. And uh, everybody have a great week. Thanks, Jenna. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks, Andy. Thank you. This has been Good Money Moves on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.